ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instant Classic Podcast. My name is Jay Sugg. With me, as always, my brother, Emery Ogletree II. What's going on, Tree? My brother, what's good? Let's get it in, man. It is March Madness for real right now. It is. The tourney time. So, I know my brackets was done, like, pretty much immediately. <laughs> when, uh, who was it, Arizona fail? I was like, I had Arizona going pretty, I'm pretty sure I had them in my Final Four. Or maybe even in my championship game. So, when they fell, I was like, well... This is a wrap for this year. Um, how your bracket's looking right now, man? I'll tell you what, man. I think I'm still somewhat 50-50 right now. I mean, I lost one chunk of my Final Four. I had Memphis in the Final Four losing to Alabama. I, I went ahead and did Alabama winning it all, and I'm glad I went ahead and reversed it because I actually at one point had Memphis winning it all. Ooh. I was like, yeah, let me, let me calm down. So let me reverse it. I picked Alabama, so Memphis is gone. But I still got Alabama – Texas UCLA on the other side. I got Alabama versus UCLA in the finals. Yeah. So I mean, other than that, though, I mean, the the other por- the other portion of my bracket. I mean, yeah, got got a few good X's. I I did well in the East region though. Well, I said the only team I really missed was like one or two, but the rest of my regions though, yeah, there are a good amount of X marks on there. So unless I'm, I'm about 50-50 right now, so I'm I'm sitting in fourth right now in my dad's pool. So yeah. hopefully, I make, make some make some runs, make some I- runs. I know I called Kansas losing because you know that's what that's what they do. <laughs> and, you know what? And, and here's the thing: is it's, it's well, yeah, Kansas, Purdue. I, see, I, I called Purdue. Purdue. Well, I didn't call I them losing Purdue. in the first round. I had them going in the second. Just say same same thing. I had Purdue losing in the second to Memphis. You know, and but and, and I said, and I'm kicking myself because here again, I, I never heard of that school. Who, who they? Furman? Yeah, Fur, Furman. Furman. Well, yeah, well, whatever. I never heard of them. And I mean, I just kept sitting there looking like, man, could Purdue really lose as a 16 and a one seed? I know we just saw it with Virginia a year ago. I was like, but Purdue, I was like, that's just as the lack of faith I had in Purdue. And I almost did it. If if it was a school maybe I heard of, I probably would have did. But since it was a school I never heard of, I was like, you know, no, you'll, you'll fall to Memphis in the second round. But man, when I saw they lost in the first, and you know the, the way Memphis lost, man, that hurt me. Mm-hmm. And that hurt me. I'm, I'm sorry. We, we got NCAA got to change some of these rules. We got to be able to review some of these things. Yeah, I think that was. A, I think he had possession of the ball and he had a timeout. He did. He had possession. I, that's what I thought too. But I mean, but at the same time though, that last possession, <laughs> excuse me, by uh, Florida Atlantic, that was just terrible defense there at the end. No, I mean he basically walked to the to the basket, and hit that layup. I was like, that, that's a terrible defense. That's just terrible defense. Had that police escort to the rim. Like, that's what it was. You know, and uh, like you mentioned with Kansas, again, it was just one of those games. Again, like I said, I respect Arkansas. You know, I, I my, my love for Coach Nolan Richardson, you know, an underrated legend who doesn't get the credit that he deserves. True. But I, oh, shout out to Coach Nolan Richardson. But, I, I mean, again, another game I was on the fence about. I was like, Arkansas, I know they can win that game. But here I go again. I was like, maybe Kansas will win this game, but they'll lose the next game. I forgot who they'll be playing after that. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I mean, not that it matters now, but you know, I think I had again. I think I had them losing the Sweet Sixteen. So I mean, it was just for the sake of my bracket. In certain cases, it's like, man, I just <laughs> could y'all just win this one game for the sake of my bracket. See, for me, Kansas, if they ain't good enough to win it all, they out in two. Like that's either either the first round or the second round, they are gone, and. The only team in the Big Ten that I show respect to on my bracket is Michigan State. Everybody else, I have exactly. bowing out early. Same. Every year. Same here. Every year it happens. 
<laughs> you know, I was and and like a little shoot with Kentucky and Kansas State again. We were talking about it off off uh, off off year. Yeah, that was a tough game. Like yeah. I said, I really believe Kentucky could have won that game. They could have. But, I mean, but those were two tough threes. Them threes down there at the end by Kansas State, they hit. I mean, those were just those were soul takers right there. That was one of those you just go damn. Like he hit that, and it's just like I just sat there. I was like, you just tip your cap to those because it was good. Yeah, that's all you can it do. It was good D. It, it was great D, just better O. You know, they, they they made some tough shots, but Michigan State. I was like, no, nah, I do not sleep on Tom Izzo in March. No, I just don't. Let's say I, I got I got going to the Elite Eight. Let's say I, in, in my, on my bracket, I had Michigan versus UK in the next round of Sweet 16. And I got Michigan State winning that one. And I must have them losing. To, well, I must have had them losing to Memphis. But shoot, now I'm mad. I should have put Michigan State possibly to the Final Four. Yeah. So Tom, Tom Izzo's no joke in, in, in March, man. You can it, never it, see on, on Michigan State. It don't State. matter how good their team is. They are a threat if they get in the tournament. If they end... They are. They can beat anybody. That's how oh, I've always, always felt about them. Always. I mean, it, I mean, the game itself between Michigan State and uh, Marquette just now was just a sloppy game. Oh, that was just like terrible basketball. I mean, like miss miss cuts opportunities to the basket for layups, and Michigan State couldn't barely throw a rock in the ocean. Thankfully, they hit the threes they did make. Yeah. You heard they only won like one game all season where they made five or less threes. You know, so I mean, it's just one of those things where, again, like, uh, you know, a coach is, that's why he is a Hall of Famer. I mean, his boys will compete. His boys will compete. (laughs) So I definitely won't sleep on them. I got a chance to watch Bama last night. You know, honestly, I never watched them much throughout the season. I've just more or less been reading about them, unfortunately, also for that headline. You know, involving the, uh, you know, likely to be Naismith Player of the Year, Brandon Miller and everything. But I mean, they, I mean, they look good, man. I mean, barring health, I said, barring health, they can definitely make a run. Especially speaking of health, uh, you no know, UCLA. I know they lost their guard yesterday. That ooh, yeah, terrible. No ankle. No, well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say it was a break. It was definitely a definite sprain. Yeah. When they showed that bad boy in the replay, I was like, oh, it ain't look good. Yeah, I turned away. I was like, I don't need to see that no more. Yeah, when you heard the commentator on TV, he's like, please don't show it. Please don't yeah. show it. I guess the producer said, no, you ain't running nothing. And so he showed it anyway. And I was like, oh yeah, that hurt. That hurt. You know, I, I'd also like to say, <laughs> I have a new mailman out here, Mr. Walter, real cool brother, older guy, and he's pulling for UCLA. And I told him, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little salty right now that Nick Cronin came out here to the West Coast out here, you know, with me up here going to the Final Four. You couldn't give me nothing in the natty, though. We couldn't get out the second round if we were even going to the dance, Nick. But I digress. Don't worry. If UCLA somehow goes up against Xavier, we all know who's going to win that matchup. You see We we've seen UCLA. that matchup a, a many a time, and and Xavier U, ran that ran that man out of Cincinnati. John Wooden will not have that. The spirit of, of Coach Wooden, the wizard, the wizard of Westwood, will come down and say, "Nah." nah. Like, w- w- welcome back, Sean Miller. Welcome, welcome back. <laughs> but uh. One game that I thoroughly enjoyed was our former rivals, the Duke University, uh, falling to Tennessee. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, you know what? You may have made it to the tournament, but you just had, you know, I just it just took you longer to lose. You had two extra games. You know what I'm saying? That's all. You had two more games on your schedule than we did. We'll, we'll see you back in Durham. Yeah, I, I think I must have you know, kind of fell in love with the 
with the hype. You know, I, I had Duke. I think I had Duke going to the Sweet Sixteen. I must have lose. I must have losing the next round. Like I said again, I always kept falling the game short. This one game short. Just gonna give me that one damn game, could you? But hey, props to Tennessee though. I believe you know, in Tennessee. You know, at the SEC, I mean, even though they're still, you know, powerful, they're just, they're just not the best conference in the hoop on the men's side anymore. No. On the men's side. Now, on the women's side, that's a whole other story. But, you know, on the men's side, the SEC, they, they don't have that uh, that swag like they used to. They they did. You know, when I saw what Tennessee did to Duke, I was just sat there. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> We're in a new era anyway. It ain't like that was Coach K. Right. <laughs> but that was Coach K on the sideline. So, with – the Sweet 16 isn't fully set, but with who we think and who you you got, who are already in the field, new bracket, who are you picking to win it all? I'm going to stick with Alabama right now. I'm, I'm going to stick with Alabama. The one thing I, if I, that I, if I could change would have to be the other side because I'm not sure uh, how significant the injury to the guard on UCLA, UCLA. was. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. UCLA was my pick, but I need to see that injury. Well, what mm-hmm. the you know what the results are if he's able to go. Um, if not, it changes everything. But I think UCLA is the best team. Is the best team left? But whether the best team wins is always you know, college basketball weird thing happens. I I like Houston. I still don't know the the health status in terms of. I know Sasha's playing now mm-hmm. after that he uh, he had against you know the Bearcats during their conference tournament and everything. And I mean they're they're a tough out. You know they are I mean? tough out, but I don't know how good they are, man. Like they're they're like I said, they're good. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sell Houston short. And like I said, and, and if Sasser had been maybe fully healthy, had an injury never occurred, I probably would have had Alabama versus Houston. I really would. I probably would have had Alabama versus Houston in in the long run. You know, I think that you know, once um if it had been came down to uh if it came down to Alabama versus UCLA in the Final Four, I just like I just like Houston a little more. Mm-hmm. Personally, I just I just like I just like Houston a little bit more in terms of the way you know Coach Sampson has them playing defense. <laughs> now they're shooting one of the greatest in the game that I saw, but I mean, but they got help from one of their reserves last night who dropped like twenty five. Yeah, it was like real high for him. I mean, so I mean, he he bought out. You no, know, he he definitely bought out. But uh, like I said, I'd still take Alabama. I think Texas is definitely a sleeper. Texas is a sleeper. I think I had them going pretty far. I don't remember who I have Houston losing to because, like, I had Houston losing. I had Houston losing to Texas. I said I got Texas losing to UCLA in the Final Four. But I'm pretty sure uh, if we're going to Sweet Sixteen, yeah, I think I have Houston losing this next round because I didn't have any number one seeds making it to the Elite Eight. And I think they're they're playing the winner of this. Is are they playing the winner of the Miami Indiana game? I think they are. Maybe. It's going off the top of my head because I don't have my bracket in front yeah, of me. Yeah, me neither. But uh, I think I think they played the winner of that Miami Indiana game. And I got Miami winning the uh, win, winning that winning that game. Yeah. And I, was saying, I think they would play Houston. Uh, I believe so. Unless I'm not sure. But like I said, after that after that game again, then they would take on. Uh, like I said, I got Texas going to the Final Four and Texas losing to UCLA. But like I said again, if I could change it. <laughs> I would. That's a, this is always a real side note. I wish they would let you update your bracket if you want. I think you should have the right to update your bracket if the team you pick won and move to the next round. Because mm-hmm. if the game has been played, I should be able to at least you know change my mind. <laughs> right. If the game I, I, hasn't I, I, happened, I, 
mean, the game I mean, played yet. What if I change my mind? I, can, I mean, it's like, okay, we got like a week. Right. Before the next number, Sweet 16. Maybe I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, well, let me change my mind real quick. You know what to say? I, I think that's fair. I mean, I injuries. Be wrong. Really injuries. We should be able to kind I'm of saying, I, I can still be wrong. Right. Uh, that's Vegas's fault. <laughs> All bets are final. All bets are final. I mean, the house always wins anyway, so we, we know how it goes. All right, man. So let's let's transition to the women's side. Um, so far, like I, I was telling the misses this, like the good teams in women's college basketball, they do not play with they fool. Like when the opportunity arises to beat the brakes off of their opponent, they beat the brakes off of them, and they do it without prejudice. Like even though South Carolina had a scare for about like a, a what like a quarter and a half. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give more Florida Atlantic, uh, 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 no, South Florida. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll give South Florida at least a half. Yeah. half it, it, made, it made it somewhat interesting. Kind of like, hmm. Yeah, like, hey, man, like, things go things go right. You may have a chance. But then, it was like, <laughs> after right. halftime, Tom was like, no, 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 and no. <laughs> like, they put the boot down. Like, so uh, South Carolina's look great. UConn has looked great. Tennessee looked good. Um but Iowa, Iowa got scared today. By Iowa Georgia. did get scared today. Yeah, I did see I, some of that. I was sitting there, you know, I was with my boys. You know, they were, you know, they both fell asleep on me, so I couldn't move. So I was, you know, watching the, the women's game of uh, that uh, Iowa Georgia game, and I was sitting there like, uh oh, like Georgia, <laughs> Georgia's not going away. <laughs> and uh, you know that, that that young lady, Caitlin Clark. You know, look, no disrespect to uh, Leah Boston and soccer. You know, I, I love them to death. Mm-hmm. The love Don Staley. But I mean, I, I, if I gotta be real, Kayla Clark has to be Player of the Year this year. I think she does. She has to be Player of the Year this year. See, I didn't oh, think no, I'll give. I think no disrespect, but I mean, I, this is a person I really watched her play a whole. That young lady gets buckets. Oh, she do. She do. Oh, oh my God! I was sitting there like, oh, this young lady is is a monster. Yeah, she can't I mean, be I stopped. The monster of the highlights, but. <clears throat> Watching the game, and I mean, I said, Jordan's made, and this young lady, I mean, she was a part of what, like a 25 point run. Yeah. She was involved in all 25 of those points. And we already know her range is like ridiculous. Yeah. She she would get a slight nod for me. Now, I'm not saying she's the number one pick in the WNBA draft. Let's not get crazy. But I I would, I would, I would kindly give her the player of the year this year. No disrespect to Aaliyah Boston at all. I'm just saying that, no, she made a lot of noise this year that it won't surprise me if she gets it, put it that way. It won't surprise me if she gets. I'm just saying, if I don't know when they named the player of the year, but if they name that before this tournament is over and it's not Aaliyah Boston, whoa is the field. Like <laughs> because she's going to go on a tear just to prove a point. Like well, I mean, but I she's mean, dominant. Just, I mean, but it just speaks to not just her dominant, but the dominance of South Carolina, though. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I mean, let's let's not let's not get it twisted. I mean, if it was really about just the records. Obviously, there's no debate. I mean, South Carolina dominated, you know, from start, and we're not yet to the finish, but right now it's looking like they're on their way, mm-hmm. back to back. But I said, but I mean, Caitlin Clark, though, I mean, the fact that her team's been winning, and I mean, I know last year they lost to, I think, Creighton in the second round. So they, them winning this game today was crucial. Now, I put you, had, if they had lost today, I think that would have probably hampered her, her chances. But the fact that they won and they're going to the Sweet 16, I'll put you this the, the deeper Iowa goes, I think the, the higher her chances go. Put it that way. Mm, okay. Because every well, well, excuse me, most people or some people, however you want to put it, 
like myself, I'm just going to South Carolina repeat. I don't care if any – a lot of people say, oh, I'm taking the field. No, I'm just going to South Carolina repeat. South Carolina. They are – I think South Carolina is the best team in college basketball. Men, oh, women, it, it, absolutely. Division I two, agree. Division three, like it don't matter. And, and just in terms of teams, you know, the team period and the game of basketball and college team basketball, period. they the best squad. South Carolina, hands down, hands down. There's no debate about that. There's no debate about that. Like, I said, and here's the thing too. I mean, there's really nobody in the men's tournament unless you're a fan of that school that you really want that people want to see lose. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a, you're a fan of school. That's why you want to see the other team lose. There are people who aren't even fans of the team South Carolina's playing that will see South Carolina lose because they know they're like, man, well, I'll give us a shot and try to win. Yeah, if South Carolina were to get upset, the field is open. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anyone can win. It's basically the, it's the world for South Carolina. Me, myself, <laughs> I, I am a believer. <laughs> Go get them, Don. Like, yeah. Go back to back. Don has converted me. I'm like, well, like, this is a wrap. Like, <laughs> I told you. Like, <laughs> She, to G- she is Gino and Gino. She's doing what Gino did to Pat to Gino. Speaking what of Gino did to Pat, Dawn is doing to Gino. Speaking of which, have you uh did you see that uh SEC special they did, the history of the SEC? No, I didn't. Uh you get a chance to check it out. Oh, brought back beautiful memories of the rain that once was. Uh, how we how we dominated the country. Pat. Oh, we miss you, Pat. I mean, oh, what what is Tennessee like? What, what what seed are they? Are they? We were a four seed. Yeah, man, Tennessee being a four seed, like oh, the the ghetto. Like, you know <laughs> <what I'm saying? laughs> like, like Pat would never. <laughs> like man. <laughs> Like man, like I was like UConn is a two. I'm like man, the the like what in the world is happening here? Oh, you need help. Oh, but you need help. You know what though? But I saw we on the same side of the bracket though. Oh, I want a rematch. Let's do it for old times' sake. Tennessee can, versus UConn for a regular rematch. Like they can get Let's that go. work again. Like they can get that work one more time. We want a rematch. But a shot to go to the final four. Let's go. Let's get the rematch going. Let's do it oh. for, for old times' sake. I saw that on the bracket. I was like, oh, okay, for the shot for the final four. Let's go. Let's go. We want you, Gino. Oh, man. I saw, I saw, I saw that SEC special. And I just, oh, I was like, all them championships, Pat. Now, I didn't come on until the Shamiqua area. I, I admit that, I, you know, honestly. Because when they showed Shamiqua, I was like, yep, that's when I became a fan. But uh, after that, yeah, then Candace Parker, two more. We kept running the show, and then hey, they eventually got to Don. And as they said, Don's the new Pat. Like, hey, I can't argue that. I will not argue that. Don Don may be the new Pat. She is running the show. <laughs> but man, I don't think nobody will see no, <laughs> nobody will see South Carolina. Nobody. They they are now, terrifying. I, I expect Stanford to no teams like Stanford to put up a fight. Uh, or some other uh, teams I think that will be tough in the end. I'll uh, put up some. I think was it really just Stanford? I'm thinking about. Stanford sorry, is the I, only squad that I think has a chance against them. I mean, <laughs> I think it'll be interesting for the headlines, but there's no way in the there's no way in hell I'm taking Iowa to have a snowball's chance in hell against South Carolina. Oh no! Nah. Don's drawing up a <laughs> Don drawing up the, the game plan like get her. 
<laughs> like, everybody else beat us. Get her. Yep. We're gonna be like, they, they, gotta, gonna they gotta guard us too. They so gotta we, run her through so many hard. pick and rolls. <laughs> like she's gonna be done. Yeah, they, they, they gonna be no open looks for you. None. Now so, yeah. uh side no, note. Do yeah. you think the uh I love like the women's format, the four quarters of 10 minutes? I think the men should adopt that as well, man. Like I think it breaks the game up, makes it you know, like the fouls reset, you know what I mean? Like, I hate when it's like, oh, you know, you're in the penalty and it's at the, you know, already in the 13-minute mark. I'm like, man, it ruins some of the game. I mean, that's a that's fair. I mean, I was, I, I'm not going to say I dislike it. I mean, it's still 40 minutes. Maybe, I, I mean, maybe <laughs> that's true. I mean, just call me a stickler for, you know, for history. That's all I, I – I can't knock it. I mean, but you're not wrong. I, I mean, I, I so I do. I do like it for the women. I mean, it, I just think for me, just being, I say again, just being a fan of the old school, it, it would just be weird if the men, if the men went to that format. But I mean, like I said, but it's it's not bad. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, because like you, if you're in the if you're in the penalty, there's still like 13 minutes left in the half. Yeah, I'm like, man, it just makes it just it becomes like a free throw shooting affair. Like, and it just it it livens the game up, like. I know me just watching the games, just if we were to just pick, you know, like on opening opening weekend, like just pick two random games, not like not like you know the the marquee ones, but like you know a five and a twelve and a five and a twelve. I probably enjoyed the women's five and a twelve more than I did the men's, just because the game flowed better. That's fair. That's fair. Like I said, just call me a stickler for tradition. Uh, that, that's all. I mean, it's it's not a bad point, and you're not wrong. It, it would be very interesting. It, it would probably take me. I'd, I'd have to see it first. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. I'd have to see it. You know, if they if if it ever came to be, ever if it ever came to fruition, and they did do that on the men's side, I'd have to see it and just like kind of get a feel for it. Because yeah. it comes to on the women's side, and it's just like okay, it's cool. And and like I said, the men have their thing. You know, because I used to sit there, and I mean, I, I I was basically in reverse. I used to say like, why can't the women just play twenty minutes and twenty two twenty minute halves? Yeah, I, I, that was always my thing. And I want to, I want an extra foul. I want six fouls. Like this five, it's ruining games, man. Like yeah, somebody get like five. three fouls and a half, you can still play. But nah, we got to take you out. Like nah, man, we ruining the game. Make it, make it six. I said that when I played, shoot, <laughs> high school too. Like give right. me six fouls. Like, give you, me six you know, fouls. I would have never fouled out any games. <laughs> I would have fouled out of no games. If I had extra fouls. Fouls. That's all we need. Yeah, I, I don't see. Yeah, it is kind of like a you no know, something to be real. It's kind of a, a little you know stubborn to be about, isn't it? One it more is. foul, like what's one more foul? Let's just take it up to six. I mean, the pros roll with six. If the pros can roll with six, you can roll with six. Say, if we're doing shot clocks, might as well just give them one extra foul too. And speaking of the shot clock, I say we go down to 24. 24 seconds, both like the 30 second. I hate here's here's like because this this is my my gripe. Like for the first 10 seconds, they ain't even doing nothing. They just sitting there just dribbling the ball, passing it, you know, back and forth. We ain't doing oh, nothing for the first 10 seconds. We can't say that about all schools, though. I think that's not all that. schools, but a good chunk of them. I'm like, yeah. man, if you don't get into your offense, like you just wasting time. 
Well, it's 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 the thirty seconds that allow the Princetons to sit here and mess up my brain. That's exactly they they have they have put together a formula to use all thirty seconds because they don't even get into the offense until like fifteen seconds. Like, I'm sorry, and anybody who's listening, if you go to Princeton, you know what? I, I forget. I'm not even gonna apologize for it. I will never respect any Ivy League school in sports or in basketball. I'll put it that way. I don't know about other sports. But in who? No. I will not. You will not convert unless one of my sons go to an Ivy League school in who? <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, never. Never in life. I will never respect an Ivy League school in who? I just can't. I can't. I can't. It just bugs me. It's like you can't be, you can't be Poindexter's and who too. Like you got the grades and you get with the turn black grades. Here's the real stickler though. Only in the history of the tournament, three times has the Ivy League made it to the Sweet 16. Three times. Mm-hmm. So now I'm supposed to respect the Ivy League and who in the history of the tournament you only three times. Your entire history. And, the entire Ivy history. League. Oh man, stop. Princeton. Only Princeton picked Princeton to go to Sweet 16. And probably not even all of them. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it is, uh, I, you know what? <laughs> I truly believe this in my heart. You know what? I mean, good. You know, Princeton, y'all won. Congratulations. But I truly believe in my heart. The teams that lost to Princeton didn't take these cats seriously and they just didn't come to play. Yeah. I'm sorry. If I'm playing Princeton, in that Lotus would be in a bad mood. Like, what? We're playing who? Don't smack these cats. Playing with your food, like when you get you in that game early. And you you see the you see the young cat <laughs> do the Kevin Garnett. Yes. Oh, that is oh, that just hurt me even more. I know KG showed him love, but I was just like, oh. Like, I'm pissed out. If this goes to the Elite Eight, I'm a loser. If they go to the Elite Eight, I'm a loser. It's like <laughs> fire. <laughs> All the coaches who lost to Princeton need a pay cut. You should you should lose you should lose some money for that. How do you how do you lose the Ivy League? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> like, I love Princeton. Go ahead. Ruin brackets. You know, I'm here for chaos. I am here for the chaos now. Since my brackets are pretty not, much done, not, I'm here for not the chaos. no Ivy League school. No, no. If, <laughs> Princeton in the final four? Oh my God. I'm going to be so done. I'm be so mad. Princeton in the final four? Who was it that one year? Uh, it wasn't too long ago that went to the final four. Um, it wasn't no Ivy League school. It wasn't Ivy League, but it was a uh, a small school. <laughs> oh, you're talking um, about. Uh, was it Saint? Yeah, Chicago. Uh, um, Oh, Loyola. Yeah, Loyola. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 See, see, I love that. Not no Ivy League, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want the nun. You don't. You don't want the Sister Jean. I will rock with her all day long. Twenty decks are going to the Final Four. No, Princeton. No. <laughs> oh man, this bugs me even more. But you, you got your own little conference, your little. Ivy League. The name alone pisses me off. The Ivy League Conference? What? I was hoping you, do you not just sit there and look on the schedule like, hey, we're going to beat y'all by 50. 
wish I would have lost to an Ivy League school. Ooh. Oh, that would have that would have that turned me all oh, that would turn me off. <laughs> I've been ready to fight. So we can look. I know I'm not losing, but I'm not losing these cats. No, I'm not losing to them. <laughs> Remind me of a dude I went to grade school with years ago, a dude named Matt Clipson. He's a little prick. If you, <laughs> if you ever heard this, Matt Clipson, yeah, I thought you were a prick. I don't know if you are one now, but you were then. <laughs> but dog, he had like this arrogant attitude. You know, that, you know, <laughs> that you would say more or less. If the characteristics that you would expect of a person that goes to an Ivy League school, yeah, so you get the get the grade. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there, I got my grade back. I may have got like a B or something. The dude sitting there looking at me, I got an A plus. Like he's looking like you jerk. all these grades, and you gonna come out here on the court too, and you going to the Sweet Sixteen? No, oh hell no. I wish I knew somebody who was gonna play on one of the teams that lost to Princeton. It's the amount of trash I've been talking to when they got home. Like, dude, you don't say that. You lost to Princeton. Going through it. <laughs> oh, somebody be here. I don't know who Princeton's playing next round. Somebody please beat them for me. I'll become a fan of you for a season if you beat Princeton. We need Princeton out of the turn. That is not a good storyline. It's not. It's not a good look. Oh, <laughs> man. Your person, hey, it, it rivals where, where my rivalry used to be with that certain university in Durham, even though, like, I don't even, I wasn't even actively cheering against them, by the way. I just thought it would have been nice for them to lose. Yeah, I, I'm so sorry. This is about the, this the Ivy League. It just doesn't even sit well in my soul. It's just the name, the name, the reputation of them schools, Harvard and Princeton and what the other one, Colgate. Yale, hell, Yale. <laughs> yeah, man. They used to, they used to run the national titles when it was only like eight schools that could play for it. Man, man like when look. they had uh, football helmets that were soft. Bruh, the worst thing I could ever hear is, "Here's your national champion, Princeton." What? Man, it's not a spelling bee. It wasn't a debate club. It who? Every Hooper around the country should be pissed. From North Carolina to Kentucky to UCLA, everybody should just sit up there, walk outside, look around like, did we really just let Princeton win the national title? Yeah, I'll, I don't think there's any way Princeton can win. Like, somebody's going to take them out. I dare, I dare you to name five players that went to Princeton. I only know one, uh, like, Ivy League Hooper. Uh, that made it to the pros, and that was uh, didn't Jeremy Lin go somewhere? Did he go to Princeton? Where did he go? Oh, Jeremy Lin went to Harvard. Harvard. So he the only he's the only Ivy League hooper that I can name. I can't get you nobody else. Yeah, I need I need to be careful because see, <laughs> my my wife's family is friends with Jeremy Lin. I have I respect Jeremy Lin what he did in the league. Okay, look, I do. I appreciate and respect what he did in the league. <laughs> but if you ever really want to know my true feelings regarding that, talk to me off the air. <laughs> he had a good run. Had a good run. Oh, no, see, he did. Look, look. He hey, look. You know what? I, he he did. And the, and the fact that he had his moment, he went to the league and for that one season, he did. Hey, he got a ring. Mm-hmm. Like I said, so by all accounts, you know, tip to have Jeremy Lynn. I'm sorry, but Jeremy Lynn will not be the measuring stick 
for all the other Ivy Leaguers. Nope. Nah, he's an outlier. <laughs> man, he was, I'm sorry, he was a one in a million. Come on, man. <laughs> find, me, find me another Ivy Leaguer who's killing in the league right now. Who's another Ivy Leaguer before Jeremy Lindo's was killing in the league? I'll wait. And Princeton, it looks like they will be taking on, well, I, I know in my bracket I had Baylor, but they are currently losing to Creighton uh, by oh, nine. Uh, 58-49, second half. Oh, there goes another one of my teams. I had Baylor winning. Come on, Baylor. I don't care, but who, whoever wins that game, you better be Princeton. That's all I know. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> like, if it's you, Mr. McDermott, then you better bring it home. <laughs> that's all that's all i know this every game every game princeton wins it just puts me in a worse mood and it's even worse <laughs> you know you know my wife's cousin tim mm-hmm. he went to princeton yeah this dude <laughs> no real talk this dude took a picture with an actual tiger what? he was sitting with a tiger after princeton won and took a picture with him. God damn, I was like, this is why it must stop. This is go. Tim, I've got love for you, man, but I'm sorry. Y'all don't hoop. <laughs> Y'all don't hoop. <laughs> oh, somebody please be person. Oh, man. You can go home and celebrate your little magical run. Y'all had a very good run. Very good run. This should be our measuring stick. There's, there's no way in hell anybody goes to Princeton or Ivy League school thinking you don't win a national championship. I refuse to believe that. Like, I'm surprised they'd be wasting scholarships on athletes. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Funny story, honestly, I swear to you, I, I don't know if my parents still have some of my recruitment letters. I swear I got a recruitment letter from Harvard to who? Wow. I think I did. I don't even know. I, for some reason, I, just, I remember getting some from Harvard. I don't. I, I don't know. I thought at least I thought it was. I can't remember. I had to ask if my dad still got any of those old letters. <laughs> I, I, remember reading, I remember reading the letter and when they said the GPA had to be. And I was like, "Well, I can't keep that. <laughs> that GPA is a little bit too high, right? Especially my, like with the with them Harvard classes. <laughs> my my study habits weren't that good. <laughs> that, that, that that evolved as I matured. It evolved. I couldn't keep it up there. <laughs> All right. Let's jump to the to the association. Um, we are on that home stretch uh for for the NBA. Um teams are are jockeying for position. Um I know my bulls are right now locked into that 10 that that 10 spot, but they got an That's eye on that. Team. Got an eye on that nine. Um so I was I was very pleased. What a back to back by my Bulls, by the way. They went to double overtime um, with Minnesota, Minnesota, and they won that game. And then the very next night, they were beating the brakes off of Miami for most of the game. Miami made a run, and then the Bulls kind of went ahead and put that thing away. I'm like, hey, shout out to Patrick Beverly, who has made a huge difference for that Absolutely. squad. Um, I think they are seven and four or seven and three in the Patrick Beverly era. Um, so he has made a huge difference. And Lonzo Ball is having cartilage replacement surgery. And he will be out. They are saying um he's gonna have a surgery early, probably early next week. 
and more than likely he will miss all of next year. If he comes back, it'll be near the end of the season, which means he's probably going to miss all of next year. I don't even know what cartilage replacement surgery is. I'm going to have to do some like Googling to see like what this man is about to go through. Because like, I've never heard of you getting like, you know, I know I think it's a, it's a, it's a cartilage replacement or a cartilage transfer or something like that. But it's something with a cartilage in his knee. I think it's, I think it's cartilage replacement. I only think of that because, you know, my, my brother-in-law is, is a surgeon. Hmm. But um, too bad he's not here. He'd be able to, you know, <laughs> confirm everything for us. Yeah. Um, but no, about your bulls, though. I mean, first things first, um, you know, for my last episode, I said, I, I expected y'all to make the plan. I did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not surprised y'all are in the 10th spot. I mean, y'all bringing home, you know, hometown boy Patrick Beverly. I mean, for those who really understand the game, you understand the appreciation of having a Patrick Beverly. Yeah. You know, as everybody knows from the start of the season, I was excited that Patrick Beverly was on the Lakers. I was, even with Russ being there and everything else like that, because of what I felt he brings to the table. Yeah, his stats aren't the greatest, but it's always not even about stats. So people got to get out of that. It's energy, effort. Yeah, I mean, it, there's so many other different layers when it comes to this game of basketball. And that's why, again, y'all picking up Patrick Beverly. And, I mean, he has extra motivation because he's playing in his hometown where he was yeah. a star in his own right. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, he wants to give everything he can to the city. And, I mean, it was also more impressive to me because coming off that heartbreaking loss y'all took, uh, I think, before that two-game, that back-to-back win y'all had. Yep. But I saw that, I saw that three-point dagger that I was like, that hurt. You didn't respond to me. I was like, "Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Not right now." I was not. I was like, "Man," I was. I said, "I was like, man, that's tough. that's a tough way to fall." But again, as I told you when we were talking, I was like, "Man, y'all gonna make the playing game? I expect y'all to be in the final eight seeding, and y'all gonna make life hell for somebody in the first round." Yeah, and it and it won't. I don't care who the higher seed is. It won't surprise me if y'all shock the world and upset a higher seed. I said, health aside. I said, mm-hmm. I said, if we're if we're not if we're not throwing help into the equation, if we're just talking mano y mano, if we're just going to go play, I expect to see a good series with your Bulls and whoever they they're facing in the first round. Yeah, you know, like when you- Demar and Zach are both going, they are a tough team to stop. Like, yeah. and that's what happened against. Uh, really, yeah, Minnesota definitely. They both. I think Demar had like forty five, and Zach had like thirty nine. Like they were both cooking. It's a pick your poison because Demar is more of like mid range to the basket, and Zach is, you know, once you pass half court, um, you can't. Yeah, you usually teams just have like one great perimeter defender. You know who 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 are you gonna put on on one? Who are you gonna try to slow down? Is really the question. When you try to pick the wrong one, it's over. And I said, um, the fact y'all, y'all have Vucevic in the middle. Yeah, Vuce. No quality big man who I mean, if I'm being honest, if, if in my opinion, if you look at the history of big men in, in the Chicago Bulls, I mean, number one, you always gotta go with Artis Gilmore. Artis Gilmore will always be number one. Always, always be number one in my book. And then after that, I think it's you no, know, it's a coin toss to me. You know, I mean, I don't necessarily throw D Rod into that conversation because no, D Rod the center. Powerful, I mean, you, yeah. know play power, you know, he played power forward. But in terms of centers in the history of Chicago. I'd put Vucevic above, but you know I'm putting him above Luke Longley. Yeah. I put him above Longley. I put him above Winnington. I put him above Purdue. Yeah, he's above Cartwright. I don't know if he's above yeah. Joe Kim. I think Joe Kim is 
I mean, I will, from a defensive standpoint, but all around, I mean, he's not the defense. He's not the defensive stalwart that uh, Joaquin is. Not, not at all. But I mean, but just in terms of all around presence, I mean, he does have a defensive presence to a certain point. Mm-hmm. His offense is better than his defense, but he does, you know, he does contribute. I mean, he can, he can rebound too. Yeah. So I mean, look, so for that money, I would put him above, you know, Joaquin. You know, because Joaquin offensively, you know, was, you know. He Kinda. didn't score, but he he was the point center. He would average about like five assists. So they ran the offense through him. Yeah, I mean, y'all franchise. I mean, y'all y'all, y'all not really know outside outside of artists. Y'all not really know what percenters in Chicago. No, Chicago is no. a guard. It's it's no. a guard. It's guard heavy. Yeah, but I mean, but no, but Chicago. I mean, they're definitely making some noise. And I mean, along with their, everything else, as they you know sit up here to stay in that top ten spot and everything else like that. Uh, looking at the uh, other teams right now. I mean, I, I got to give a little more respect to Philly. Now, I still can't pick him to go to the finals, but Philly's been looking good. Philly has been looking good. Joel, healthy healthy Joel is a game changer. He, he might actually be the MVP now. I think he might he might, he might, he might, he might have slipped past. I think because the way Denver's been losing lately, that's got to count for something. Yeah, numbers. I think so he, he much. slightly past Jokic right now. I, he, he would be my MVP right now. Yeah, and let's not discount Giannis. Who has just been over there wreaking havoc? Yeah, not 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 at all. <laughs> and the thing about uh, Giannis, <clears throat> did you see the uh, quote he made? Yes. About like, you no, know, I'm not as, you know, what well, you like to see? Not as good as Kevin Durant. Not as I'm good. Not, or ta- not, not as talented. talented. Yeah, I'm not as talented as Steph. I mean, and like I said, here's the thing. Though. I mean, I think it was just a humble. It was a humble statement. I mean, yeah. I, at the same time, you know, because somebody was saying like. Well, how can he say that? He got two rings. Well, he got a ring. And I was like, I was like, you're missing the point. It's not about the ring. I think what he's saying is that the fact that, yes, he is talented within his own right, but he doesn't shoot like Steph. He doesn't shoot like KD. He doesn't dribble like either one of them. <laughs> so his approach to the game, he feels like he still has to grind. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's, he's paying no homage and respect to these cats. Recognize like, man, these are great players. I'm a great player too, but they just do their things that they do that that, that better than me that I just have to accept for now. Yeah. And I, I respect that. I mean, let's say Giannis is just a competitor, man. And I see him as a can't go back all-star. He like, man, like I am not going back to Greece. Like this is not <laughs> happening. Like I think he feels that at any moment this could all just go away. You know what I mean? And he yeah, play, he so plays he with that shit. Yeah, he he appre- I mean he appreciates everything. And I mean if you hadn't had a chance to see um his story, what was it called? Mm-hmm. Rise. Yeah, on Disney. Yeah, I had a chance to watch it to hear the, like the story of the Antetokounmpo family. I mean, it, it's a very inspiring story. I mean, you you can just tell like this brother. I mean, he's 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 grounded from what you can see. And, I mean, he he's just not afraid to put in the work. I mean, that's what you kind of want your superstar to be. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm I'm definitely gonna want Giannis on my squad. <laughs> you know, like so I know he's gonna come compete. Like, let's go. <laughs> that, and, that, that's what I, that's what I need you to do. I so think. Um, the only thing that'll keep Jokic from for from him like winning the third one, which is still likely that he may, is that Giannis is still in votes from Embiid. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure in terms of uh the games we have left. Let's see if I can try to pull the schedule up here. I mean, do they have any face to faces? Because that's what basically got uh Jokic his back to back MVP the last time, you know, over Embiid. When that last time they faced off, that last time they uh faced yeah, off, yeah, Philly? he killed, and, yeah. But the yeah, last yeah. time they they faced this year, and B like 
So, uh, so have they already have they already played twice? I don't know if they've played twice. Let me pull that up real quick. That's what I was trying to say. Look at the. Uh, let's see if we can find the schedules. Because I mean, I think that's going to be the most deciding thing right there. If there if there are games left where those three are facing each other, you know, particularly you know Jokic against Giannis and uh, the 25th Denver plays the Bucks, and then on the 27th they play the Sixers. It's a like, yeah. So yeah, back to back. Yeah. So I mean, so that that right there for Joker could you know easily you know have determine whether or not he even stays in the race. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he can sit up here and get his numbers, but if he doesn't get the W, and like they then they both more or less get their game off as well, then I said I don't see how you know Joker can go for that three P. Yeah, because and, and vice versa. I mean, like I said um, if you know Giannis and and B get their numbers, but they don't get the W against Denver. Because I, th- I think that's what's going to end up deciding the MVP. Yeah, because the Nuggets a- have lost five of their last seven games. Yeah, I, I say it's and it's felt like that too. I mean, every time I look, I was like, man, y'all lost again. Yeah, they have only beaten the Pistons and the Raptors. Those were the two teams they beat. They have lost to the Bulls, the Spurs, the Nets, the Raptors, the Knicks, and they play. Uh, they they beat the Nets today. So we'll 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 see. I mean, if we if we keep it all the way real right now, <laughs> with the with with as wide open as the West has been looking right now, I mean, I know we're waiting on the pending return of KD, but Sacramento might be like the most dangerous looking team in the West right now. Right. They, they, they don't care. <laughs> and they don't care. They don't. They they don't. I mean, I mean, like, they're playing with house money. Like it don't like win or lose. This has been a successful season for them. Absolutely, absolutely. You get you get no disagreements from me. Like I said, I mean, when it comes when it comes to that Western Conference, like I said, I don't know it, it's just up in the air. And again, don't get me started on the Lakers. Uh, I mean, it it just drives me nuts every time I keep hearing. But when LeBron comes back and da 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 man, he ain't like, coming back. I I I don't honestly care because. It, I, I, as far as Lakers concerned, I'm going to get to next year. Give him, give him a fresh start next year. They're not going to win nothing this year anyway. But I said the narrative's already been written. They're, they're, they're just waiting to print it. Everybody's just waiting to see how the season ends. When the Lakers, if they don't make the playoffs, well, the only reason they didn't make it is because they didn't get this team until it was too late after the trade deadline. Blah 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 blah, blah all that other BS. And if they do make the playoffs, they they don't you know make it to the you no know, finals or whatever else like that. Well, they needed more time together. And I said, all, all that narrative BS. I'm, I'm not even trying to hear that. I said the, the West is 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 wide open by me, but the Kings, man. I'm every time I see these cats, like these cats are coming for everybody's head. Yeah, everybody. You know, and I mean, as much as I'm you no know, supporting Russ, you know, just on the personal side, because I just want Russ to get one. You know, I still have my you no know, reservations about the Clippers at all, especially with you know Kawhi Leonard. You, my feelings on Paul George are very well known. So, so, <laughs> I just hope that you no know, Ty Lue somehow gets them together come you no know, playoff time and it's time, you know, it's time to get down to business. And as far as Dallas is concerned, I'm not worried about Dallas. No. I'm not worried about Dallas either. It's just like, yeah, y'all y'all made the playoffs and like like I said again, semis at best. Like, what is going with Golden State on the road, man? Like, 
I, I don't even know. I mean, it's funny you bring up Golden State because I think it was Brian Windhorst, you know, made this comment. Or was it Stephen A. Smith? It was one of them. I was sitting there listening. No, I think it was, it was Stephen A. Smith. You know, people are harping on, you know, like to bring up that whole Jordan Poole, Draymond situation. And, you know, we touched on that earlier, you know, in the season where we were doing the show. And like I said, again, if, if we're still at the point where we're feeling that the performance of the Golden State Warriors is still being hindered by what transpired by that, then the bottom line is it had nothing, it had nothing to do with what transpired between Draymond and Jordan Poole. Yeah, no, that's it's, it's bigger. It's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Like I said again, I mean, I've had my own situation with teammates like that, and certain and sometimes came to physical, you know, to a physical point. And like I said about with Jordan Poole, at the end of the day, he has to choose whether or not he can just man up and get over it. All right, he got his ass handed to him. Okay. And, and it's just so it got you no know, shown in public. It still would have been the same had the video never came out. Mm-hmm. And if it was just a whisper in the wind. The bottom line is you got to show up and play. And I just think right now with Golden State, I mean, it's it heavy as the head that wears the crown. You know, I don't know what it is about you know being on the road. I think Draymond just said, you know, some some along the line of, you know, I guess that's the wear and tear of everything that comes along with it. I mean, I guess I don't know. For me, it's just always been about like if I want, I want to keep on winning. But obviously, a lot of different factors go into it. I just feel like their windows, their their uh, reigns come to an end anyway. Yeah, that's just me. I mean, what Draymond's on a deal where at best he may have what one year left. Yeah, it's not like he's gonna get a long term deal from Golden State. I think that's pretty much forfeited. I think it was forfeited even before the whole Jordan Poole thing. Yep. And I said it again. I mean, once Draymond leaves, as great as Steph is, as great as Clay is, I think it's like I said about Patrick Beverly in Chicago. You le- you lose that type of intricate piece, you know, of the equation, it changes things. Changes everything. Who's gonna fill? Who's gonna fill that role? And no disrespect, but no, that's not Curry style. That's not Clay style. And I'm I have no reason to believe that's gonna be Kaminga, Jordan Poole, or Kevin Looney. Whoever else. So, I mean, I just don't see outside of, you no know, Golden State, you no know, making some type of big off-season, you know, transaction, you know, acquisition. You know, I said that, you no know, Golden State, you know, their uh, windows of title opportunities just maybe getting ready to close. Yeah. To figure out what the next step is. Because like I said, I'll say it again. Jordan Poole might be enjoying all the success right now, but <laughs> let's see what you do when you don't have Steph, Clay, and Dre there to help you out. Right. When when all them dudes is gone. Yeah, uh-huh. Now, then, now you really get to see what it's like to be the man. Let's see what you do then. Now, but I mean, I, I expect Golden State to, you know, they're, they're going to make the playoffs. But the fact that it looks like they're going to have to go on the road, I mean, we depending on where they fall, I mean, the lower the seed, the harder the challenge is probably going to be. Yeah. You know, I mean, if anything, I'll tell you this, I don't think they'd want to see Sacramento in the first round. No. And the people saying like we want Sacramento in the first round, like man, at your like at your own peril, homie. Exactly. Like the beam. I don't know anybody who'd want Sacramento in the first round. But I said if if uh, if I saw Golden State playing Sacramento in the first round, I, I think I might take Sacramento in, in seven. I'd and rather think, I'd rather face Denver than I would Sacramento. Exactly. I'm thinking the same thing. I I'd almost have more faith in them going up against Denver. Mm-hmm. Not with Sacramento. I just I just couldn't see it. I mean, because all if anything, Denver just get even more motivated. Like, oh snap, we got Golden State. Yeah. 
they well, they want to be the ones to take the Kings down. You know, and uh, I mean, like I said, like I said, the West is just so wide open. And like I said, when we look at the Grizzlies, obviously, uh, we know the situation going on with Ja. We'll touch on that in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, again, just even with them, I, like I said, again, I think I'm just ready for them to go ahead and make the playoffs. I think there's still time to even without Ja, they could possibly make the semis. Yeah. Depending on how the seeding falls. But again, after that, no. I said, I mean, it, it, it's pretty, it's, it's open. It's open. I said, there, there are probably four teams right now that wouldn't surprise me if you told me they went to the conference finals. And I said, and whenever KD returns to Phoenix, you know, and if he's you no know, fully healthy and ready to go, I mean, you definitely got to you know, watch out for them. Yeah. Defense isn't all that great, but they get buckets. They get buckets. <laughs> they get buckets. They get buckets. And I think, you know, their defense is good enough to get a stop here and there when it when it matters. Exactly. And Kevin oh. Durant is an underrated defender. He he can he can guard when he's motivated. Yeah, I just think it, again, it just depends on the matchup. It would, it would just depend on the matchup in the in terms of the amount of defense you have to play. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not like you no know, KD's the dude you throw in the middle to like block shots or stuff like yeah, that. Nah, you no, know, he's not a you know Jaron Jackson Jr. or a Bam Adebayo or something like that. You know he he can he can hold his own defensively, but still, I think it just again it just depends on the matchup. It definitely de- depends on the matchup. But so, but right now, I mean, I'm I'm excited. You know, I think I'm still excited more so to watch the East than I am the West. Agreed. You know, I'm, I've 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 somewhat <laughs> loosened my grip on the Celtics, but I still feel they you know have a good shot if they can get some things together, I'm not sure what's going on with them. They're talking about Denver dropping the last couple few. Boston have been dropping the last couple few, too. Yeah. Yeah, they you have. Know. You know, so, I mean, I, I think as well, I think as we're approaching that playoff stretch, I think it's just getting to the point for everybody, like, okay, let's just get this stuff done. You know, if you're serious about the seeding, it's just like, okay, I think on the, on the east side, Milwaukee's up top, right? Milwaukee is up top. I think what is it? Uh, Boston and Philly right behind them. I think yep. separated by like three, maybe four games. It's well, technically they are both two games back of uh, Milwaukee, but Philly, due to like uh, them having a le- one loss less, is the two seed. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, right now, if anything else, I mean, you're you. It, it it'd be very helpful to a certain degree to have that full court. Home advantage throughout the, you know, the regular season. Mm-hmm. Which I, I look at uh, Denver in some ways because wasn't Denver at one point the best team in the league? Yeah, at one point right. they were. Yeah, but now, so, well, um, yeah, the way they've been dropping stuff, you think they'd be a little bit more serious? Like, yo, you know, you you talking about possibly having home field advantage, you know, throughout the entire playoffs? And y'all yeah, bringing it away. Now they're behind um, the top three in the East, so uh, they're behind Milwaukee. Boston and Philly. Yeah, so I mean, if anything else, I mean, you're just trying to finish the business and you no, know, go ahead and just at least keep that number one seed for the West. Yeah, they they got a four game lead uh, for the one seed in the West. So right. unless they have like an utter collapse, they should still be the number one seed. Right. But, and and if they happen to make the finals, they just chalk it up there and just be like, hey, we got yeah. go on the road. We got go on the road. Yeah, the East is just gonna be so much fun. Um, yeah. Like Cleveland. Is is good enough to like put the fear of God in somebody? Like yeah, New York has been playing so well. 
they're they're ahead of schedule for me. Like I said, I mean, we we said at the beginning of the uh, the season when we brought up Cleveland, like you know these cats are gonna be coming, and yeah. like they're here now. They're here. You know, Donovan Mitchell. I'm so no, I think surprisingly and almost a little disrespectful that he doesn't get his name mentioned a little bit more in the MVP conversation too. Yeah. Considering you know, what he's done for Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, because if he wasn't there, we wouldn't be talking about Cleveland the way we do. Cleveland, I don't think, would be in the seat in the position they were, they are right now. If, if it there. wasn't for, I think, Joker having, like, you know, video game numbers and, like, Giannis having video game numbers, like, every other night, I think well, he would be. If this was a typical year, like, if this had been, like, you know, 2019, Donovan Mitchell is an MVP candidate. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it seems like this, you know, his uh, place in Cleveland, I mean, it seems like that's the place he needs to be. Yeah. I mean, it must definitely feel better than being back in being Utah. In, being in Utah, though, nobody want to be in Utah, man. You know, but I said, but they definitely got to keep an eye out for Cleveland. I mean, they're going to they're gonna make life rough for somebody. Yeah. I, the, East, the East is going to be very exciting once the playoffs start. Like and on the other side, good, I got, like Miami. <sighs> See, I'll, ne- I'll never sleep on Miami. I will never it's, sleep in the playoffs. Never. Yeah, it's just my infatuation for, you know, with Jimmy Butler and just the Miami culture. I'll never sleep on Miami. You know, I know they're playing, they're in the playing spot position right now, aren't they? Yeah, they're in, uh, they are at seven. And that more than likely is where it's going to be unless Brooklyn falls. Right. So, I mean, but yeah, I'll, I'll never sleep on Miami, especially once we get into a playoff setting because then we're just talking a, a, a flat out best of seven. Mm-hmm. You better bring your hard hat with him and with Jimmy Butler. You know, I love Jimmy. You know, I love the way he plays. You know, Jimmy's I mean, my guy. Yeah, I said definitely, definitely. I love that. So, I mean, again, yeah, so what just makes the East exciting? But on the other side, I was talking about, you know, with the West, another team I think I won't sleep on too once the playoffs start is Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I won't sleep on them either. I mean, I know Cats out. Have Cats they ruled out. him out for the rest of the year? I figured, he, I figured he'd just be out for the rest of the year since they come this far. I mean, what's the point of trying to bring him back now? Yeah, because he would have to work his way into shape. And it exactly. would just be, yeah. I, just, I, was just, I would just sit in for the rest of the year. But I mean, yeah. but they been looking at that. And that kid, that young man, Anthony Edwards, boy, Jesus. That, that, <laughs> that young man has a future ahead of him, boy. Yeah. But, I mean, that's another, excuse me, team I wouldn't sleep on. They need to uh, stop building around Cat and start building around Anthony Edwards. This is his team. It might be getting to that point. And, and and if that's the case, you would just like to think, I don't know where, you know, you know, Kat's mindset is in terms of that. I mean, because, I mean, all in terms of off the court, his brother's did that with a lot. Yeah. But from an on-the-court, you know, perspective, if that's the direction that it's going, hopefully he would just be able to be gracious about that. And it still doesn't mean that he still doesn't get his. He's still an intricate part of the team. I'm saying, I mean, if you look at the the pieces that they got, you know, potentially, you know, that could be a caliber championship caliber team. Yeah. I mean, like I said Rudy Gobert, almost in the same uh breath as uh Donovan Mitchell in terms of being in a new spot. I mean, think about it, this is all you gotta do. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be looked at as far as getting the score, any points that you get is just helpful. Yeah. Having Kat and Anthony Edwards and uh well, I know they lost Russ, who they get back? Who did they get in that trade? Uh, who is on y'all roster? They still have they still have a few shooters on there. I know that, but um, I'm just saying. I mean, there's just pieces there that again with Rudy Gobert, 
being there, I mean, he's always going to be a stalwart for defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, Minnesota is just a team I would just not sleep on. Like I said, it, it's going to be exciting. Just like this NCAA tournament, even including Princeton. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> It's exciting. I think the NBA playoffs will be exciting anyway, too. This is gonna be this has been a great year for uh basketball. But uh staying with the NBA though, um, I don't know. Do you wanna uh, touch on Ja first or you wanna touch on what Dane said first? Uh, we can touch on Ja first. Um his eight game suspension, I guess technically is up. Is that what they're saying? But he he's not playing Monday's game um as he's uh He's eligible to play Monday, right? Yeah, but he's not. He's eligible to play Monday, but he's not playing, right? Because um, he's getting you know back in the game shape, right? Well, I mean, well, here was my thing. I it's one of those things where I almost would have preferred if the NBA just had never even said anything, right? You know, like why even release the headline? Because it's like, well, Josh serving the eight games. Well, when they released it last week, Josh serving the eight game suspension, but I was including the six games he had already set out. So I was like, okay, well, that's technically it's a two game suspension. So what's the point? Yeah, I said he'd, he'd been eligible to come back tomorrow. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm sure he and Adam Silver, you know, talked about you know the situation. And I'm not sure. Did you get a chance to see that interview you had with Jalen Rose? I did. Um, I, I didn't really get. I only caught snippets of. I didn't really get to uh, sit down and watch the whole thing. I'll have to check it out later. But uh, I still stand by what I said. I I doubt it's probably going to happen. But I still would have been fine if Josh would have set out the rest of the season. Me too. Um, I would have been. Uh, I know in some of the comments that he did say, you know, he, he took accountability for his actions, you know, which, you know, we hope that he would do. Yeah. You know, and I guess, well, you can't tell anybody what they need to do for themselves. They're going to do whatever they feel is they need to do. And I want to trust and believe that no matter what, Josh's going to do his best to make sure he doesn't put himself in this position again. Mm-hmm. On the snippet of the interview I did see, that kind of you know, bothered me a little bit, is that you know, he was talking about his inner circle as well. You know, that you know, we all need to change. And my thing was kind of like, yeah, but it's not necessarily about we, because you're the one in this position. I mean, I get what you're trying to say. Like, you no, know, we we got to do better in terms of, you know, like when me and my guys go out. But it's like, yeah, but yeah, job, you're at the head of the table. Like, dude, you're at the head of the table. Yeah. Well, yeah, these cats have been with you from you know, day one and everything else like that. But like you said, this is what you potentially have to lose. You have to lose. I I saw a thing about this, and the thing is that we are all considering like it's one of his boys that is like the bad influence or his friends are the bad influence. What if it's Ja? What if he's the bad influence? You know what I mean? Like what if he's the one that they're, maybe it's the boys that are trying to get him to calm down, but Ja is doing, cause he's, he's the head of the table. Like you kind of said it, like he's the one that's making the money. Like Jalen had did say in the interview. Well, well, I don't know if it was the one with Ja cause he's, I've seen him do a bunch of things, but when you make that kind of money and bring your family up, it doesn't matter if your dad is around or not. You are now the head of the family. That's right. So um, it's it's Jaws. It is Jaws' team, and nobody's nobody there is in a position to tell him no. And with like the mall incident, evidently, um, the one where uh, like his mom was like doing something and like got into it with like the mall security, and she called Jaws to come to the mall 
to straighten out the mall security guard. And that's when him and like 13 of his boys, allegedly, came and like flashed the peace at the mall security. You know what I mean? Like when you got your mom, not calling her husband, but calling her her son, her 20-some-year-old son to come fix something. It's it's all out of whack. Yeah, like, like I said, I, 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 and just for me, like I said again, for me, it's just about job. You know, like I said, you can always, you obviously, we can't choose our parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he touched on the fact he has a little girl, and that's, that was my, you know, saying, and then the first time we touched yeah. on it. Yep. Well, bro, I mean, you know, you, you got your little right girl. I mean, that, I mean, she, if anything, she's she at the front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Of your parents, above your boys, and anything else. I mean, you'll, you'll see. You know, and I just think, again, for me, once again, it's just about, at the end of the day, hoping that as he moves forward and hopefully that he really did learn. And if he is to come back, more power to him. I wish him nothing but the best. Because uh, like it or not, this isn't going to go away. This is going to hover over him for a while. Possibly for the rest of his career, depending on how things go. Mm-hmm. Because the fact that it's out, that it's out there, you know, nothing there. Did you see that the story they put about uh, how like the Grizzly organization, you no, know, wasn't allowed a team to be out on certain nights or in certain cities. Yeah, going straight home. Yeah, exactly, and stuff like that. And you know, some people were saying, like, I mean, these are grown men, which is true. They are grown men. And you would think that grown men, regardless of them being in their early twenties, because you know, I don't necessarily like to use all this age as an excuse thing. You should have enough common sense to know, regardless what you what you should and shouldn't be doing, especially in the position that you're in. And I think it's just with Jaws, it's like right now, bro, more than anything else, if you are going to go out, you would think you'd be smarter than anything like that, not to put yourself in any kind of position. Now, if you are really going to sit here and try to keep your inner circle around with you and you decide to make no changes and nobody needs to go, then you need to make sure out more than anything that everybody is on the same page, which mm-hmm. is your It's not about their opinions, what they feel. This is the standard that you're setting. And if you're with it, you can stick with it. And if you're not, you can roll. Like I said again in the last episode when we touched on this topic, everybody's not meant to come. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not meant to come. Speaking for myself personally, I said, look, I've changed. And along the way, there are people that, again, if I want to say that I lost them, there's some I did lose, and there's some I'm just not as close to anymore. It's not that it was anything personal. It's just the fact of the matter that, look, this is where you are, this is where I am. If we're not leveling up, then like something something has to change. Yeah. Doesn't mean I wish any ill will on you, but this is where I'm going, Chief. And if you just can't go, then guess what? You can't go. All the best to you, Chief. When I see you, hey, it's good. Hope all's well with you and your family. It may not be like it used to be, but so be it. Things change. And I think I just hope with job that that's the case right now, that things have changed now. I realize what I have to lose. I want y'all to be a part of it because y'all been with me before I, all this ever happened. <laughs> y'all were there with me and I want y'all to come with me. Well, understand like this is what it is now and I need y'all to respect that. And if y'all can't, y'all going about your business. At the same time, holding yourself accountable more than anything to realize that even if they say they do and they don't, then put your foot down and give it them yourself or to separate yourself from that whole equation. And that's not saying the job's not going to make mistakes because we're all, none of us are perfect. But at least not making the decision to put yourself in a bad position, knowing where you are. Especially now that when you go out, 
themselves. Everybody's just gonna be waiting, waiting for you to do something wrong. Everybody got their phone out. Everybody got their phone out, just waiting for you to do something. And as we've seen, even if you are in an establishment, they're gonna be quick to leak that video. Exactly. And like I say, and that's what I'm saying. It's like no matter what, like I say, no matter what he if he if he if he has a clean slate the rest of the year through the playoffs and everything. It will still be there because there is those out there who are just waiting for you to fail. Mm-hmm. I actually, I hope he talks to uh to Zebo man because I mean Zach Randolph was, you know, he he was that guy like in Portland. You know what I mean? He was part of the Jailblazers, went to Memphis, and he found himself a home. And now his jersey's retired in Memphis. You know what I mean? He he a hero there. Well, I mean, uh, somebody wrote an interesting article when they said, like, honestly, they thought a good person for him to talk to and also could make a also a good addition on the team. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony. Yes. Yes. And when, I read, and when I read that, I was like, smart. Yeah. That, 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 that would be. And for me, that would just be a, a good decision both on and off the court. Yeah. Because then, then you're just talking about the fact of uh, would he be willing to listen? To talk to someone who basically been there and done that. Mm-hmm. No different than what AI tried to do for a lot of these young guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all know kind of privy not to everything that AI went through, but pretty to a good amount of it. So there's nothing that AI hasn't done, you know, hasn't said or done or been through that he can talk to these cats. And who wouldn't be willing to listen to that? But but it's a, but it's a whole different monster when um, <laughs> you're at the driver's seat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I said, I'm wishing all the best for Job. I really do. I said, if he's gonna come back, I'm I'm hoping nothing but the best. I said, I'm not gonna hold this thing over him. I'm just hoping that he just doesn't put himself in a position where, like I said again, we're looking up and it's just like, why, Job? Like you just went through. Why are you back in this situation again? So I'm I'm definitely ready to give him a a clean slate and a second shot. But um, carrying on to another player though, Dane talking about the ring. Yeah. I know he probably what he said. I was with him 100%. And he right. Absolutely. He's 100% right. And I think more so than anything, with Dame, I don't see how you could even ridicule him. Now, obviously, like I said, when you're just that great, there's some, I mean, I, it's one thing to expect certain great players because of their talent and their accomplishments that you'd think they'd have a ring on their resume. Well, obviously, that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. In our lifetime, it was you know, the Patrick Ewings, the Carl Malones, the John Stockton's, the uh, I mean, help me, who else is out there? There's so many of them out there. Neek, Reggie. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I think you know what Dane said just put it into such a great picture that it shows the ignorance of people outside of that who just can't get past the fandom. Mm-hmm. You know. Like you said, I mean, a ring doesn't define this dude's legacy. It was fabulous. It'll just be the one thing that he was missing. Yeah. One thing. <laughs> you know, and, and that's not even knocking Dane for not ever winning the MVP. I mean, I would not Dane for never not winning the MVP. I mean, consider the era he came in. I mean, he's still made noise in the era he came up in. Yep. Yes, sir. were there better era? Sure. But I'm the same. But the era that he came up in was a tough era. So the fact that he never won an MVP, okay, well, I'm not going to knock him for that either. You know, but the fact that he never won a ring, but more those more than that though, the fact that I can respect that this dude, you know, admittedly said, I'm not chasing, I'm not jumping team to team just to get the ring. Here's where I am. This is where I'm staying. If I'm gonna make it happen, I'm gonna make it happen here. 
And I mean, he knows what he's working with. I mean, I know he wouldn't you know, throw his teammates under the bus. But the facts, like Taylor, I heard uh, Taylor Rooks on the Bomani uh, Jones game theory said. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, shout out to Taylor Rooks. You know, very, very great at what she does. But I mean, I don't see how people don't even notice anyway. I mean, this is common sense. You got to take circumstances into the equation. He ain't never been close. He hasn't had a team close to championship level. That I we mean, thought like, oh, this squad, like this Portland team should definitely be in the mix for a title. We ain't never said that since Dane been there. The year they made it to the Western Conference Finals, to me, was like one of the most impressive feats I've ever seen. Right. I, I had to I had to give it up to them. I mean, they they just made it happen. They weren't supposed to be there. Exactly. I mean, no no one picked them to go to the Western Conference Finals, but they made it happen. Now, I mean, yeah, did certain things have to roll their way? Sure, they, but they still made it happen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, well, I look at Milwaukee with the championship that they won. You know, again, I mean, I, if you take the injuries out of the way, do I think Milwaukee still wins the championship? No, but they took advantage of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, since they're down, we're going to go. <laughs> we'll take it. And they did. They got a title for it. And it says the same thing with Dane. And I think for me, the, you know, what irked me the most was that Dane was saying the same thing that basically Russ was saying. I think it all just comes down to personal percep- perception from the public. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously Russ is a little bit more in your face in terms of how he delivers things. Obviously, he doesn't care what you think and things of that nature. And it just rubs people the wrong way. And plus, people just, people just don't like Russ. Yeah. Whatever their reason may be. And so since they didn't like Russ, and when he said something like that, well, I don't need a ring to define me or make me happy. Oh, he doesn't want to win. It's like, what? No. He's just saying at the end of the day, if I don't win, you know, again, that's not going to define me. <laughs> sure, he'd love to have one, but yep. at the end of the day, if it just happens to work out that way, so be it. So, I mean, I, I have none but the utmost respect for Dane for saying it. I, I would love to see him with some some help, you know, some solidified help that could help him, you know, pursue one, but he's made his you no know, mind up. That's, that's what he's going to do. So yeah. be it. And I, I love what he said, like, uh, like y'all better hope I never win a championship here in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that's, that's real talk, though. That, that's real talk. Hey, can, can you, I mean, that, I want to hear the single off that. Right. <laughs> oh, no, they they drop some diss tracks. He will. He'll be naming names. <laughs> like, I call it, I, but you know what? I mean, I don't expect him to drop a single. But same thing with Russ. If mm-hmm. Russ gets one, oh man, I I'm tuning in for that. Get him, Russ. Get Skip Bayless for me. Oh, fine, Skip Bayless. Yeah, man. Like Russ has just become like uh, a convenient punching bag for uh, you know, for for sports well, analysts. Well, well, let's let's clarify for lazy sports analysts, for analysts who really can't contribute any intellectual, real thoughts to the game of yeah. basketball. So it's easier for them. Like when Russ plays the way he does and has the performances that he does, they can just pile on, I'm trying to make themselves look smarter when they're really not. When they're just basically ignorant jackasses who don't have any common basketball IQ to begin with. Yeah. You know, it's easy to sit there and say, well, Russ had a lot of turnovers. Okay. Is that it? But when he has a good game, oh, that was a flu. <laughs> like, it's a flu? So you can't get the due credit when he has a good game. But anytime he has a bad game, well, you're just ready to pile on. Well, that's brother, he destroys teams. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I'm pulling. I'm pulling from like yeah. Get me get, too. Get, yeah, get Skip Bales for me. And like I said, shout out to Dame. You know, with that again, hopefully I'd like to see him get some help there. But I mean, the chances are at the end of the day, we can sit there and say Dame is the would be the. I'm willing to say no lower than three, the third greatest blazer in the history of uh, 
the organization. Yeah. I can't I can't put them above the glide, you know, without a finals appearance. That's just me. Yeah. And I actually I think it was Balmani. Um I think it's him and Dominique and maybe one other player. They're the only ones in the NBA seventy five without a finals appearance. Hmm. Oh, that's funny. I, I never thought about that. I Unless there's one of them other, you know, old school black and white people that we all know about when there was only, you know, when it was the Boston Tussocks. And also a, a 14 playoff back back then. <laughs> but uh, other than that, them, him and Dominique are the only two that are uh, no finals. Everybody else I made it to Dominique, at least a finals. Dominique did make it to a finals. I thought, but when it, on his Spurs run, he didn't go to the finals that one year? I don't think so. I have to double check this. I thought Dominique was on one of those Spurs runs. To, let me check the year when Dominique was with the Spurs. Because he were yeah, because he retired. I think he was gone by the time the Spurs made it to the finals. Like 99. That's all I was sitting there thinking. Was when he um, well no, it wouldn't have been 99 because they won that year. Yeah, and that was like the wasn't that the first year they went? Yeah, they it was. he was he yeah, was gone by then. By the time the Spurs got things popping, he was already out. At least I believe. You're so. right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he was with the he was with the Spurs ninety six to ninety seven. So yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, because his last year was in uh well actually his last year was in nineteen ninety nine with the with the Magic. Yeah, and like that is a travesty of justice. By the way, there is no way in the world Dominique Wilkins should have not been on the Atlanta Hawks. You know what I mean? Like, how how are we gonna get rid of Dominique? Dominique deserved to stay. Like, how they they traded that man? Where, where, where did he end up going? Was it San Antonio? He went to first, or was it Boston? Uh, I thought he went to the Clippers. Or was it the Clippers? Like, he played for too many teams at the end of his career. Like that. I want to say. Well, I just had it up. Hold on a second. Like, I want to say it was the Clippers, wasn't it? I don't remember where he went, but the fact that they traded Dominique is why the Hawks. They ain't been the same. Since Dominique left, yeah, it was the Clippers. Yeah, you can't trade Dominique to to the Clippers like that. Ain't right. That that ain't right at all. Let that man retire with some dignity. That's why when they had like them four All Stars, they got like knocked out real quick. Like that was y'all fault. That's why Al Horford over here balling at age like fifty, and y'all couldn't do nothing with him. Like you know, <laughs> like that, that's what y'all get for trading Dominique. Like you know, like Boston ain't saying like, "Hey, Larry Bird, your back is getting getting kind of rough. We gonna go ahead and send you to the Clippers for Danny Manning." Like, nah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, that, that's fair. Respect your go. Yeah, ooh, he's no, he's not. Is, he's is not. he the best player in Atlanta history? No, Bob Pettit. Yeah. All right. True. True. Pettit pet, pet then Pettit then me. You know, and the people gotta understand. Here we go again. People who probably don't even know who Bob Pettit is. Yeah. You know, you have to look at the, the entire history of the of franchise. The franchise. Yeah. Not, not talking about skills. But I'm sorry, if, the, if, if a franchise has one championship, and not to mention one MVP, that, man, not, that man's on top. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob, Bob Pettit is the best his, player in the history of the Hawks. That's not knocking deep. He's just second. That's all. Before we wrap this up, this just popped in my head. Um, I don't know if you uh, saw or came across what Colin Cowherd said about MJ 
Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, let's, let's touch on that real quick. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Say, I'll, I'll wait. Go ahead. Tony, I'm like, what the hell? Like, my man said, like, he pretty much called MJ a failure. Like, what? Michael Jeffrey Jordan, he said, that man said that you take away Scottie Pippen, you take away Phil Jackson. Michael Jordan failed at baseball, failed at uh with the Washington Wizards, failed at being an owner. I'm like, homie, homie, my man switched sports, played a sport he hadn't played since he was like in high school and made it to like one of the minor, you know, uh, which is not an easy feat. There are people who play who play baseball their entire career and don't get to that level. Not a fail. Uh, second, the Washington Wizards. Who expected the Wizards to win? Anyone? Did we? No. No one expected the Wizards to do anything. The fact that he made that team competitive is just mind blowing. And then, uh, what what was it? Another fail. Um, ownership of the the Hornets. You know, Hornets aren't good, but he bought that team for like $275 million and he's probably going to sell them for about $2 billion. Like, Oh, he's going to get back on his investment. I mean, like triple. Like, not even triple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's a dub. And then you say, take away your best teammate and take away your coach. You ain't going to win nothing. Like, man, take... Okay, let's go to Magic Johnson. Take away Pat Riley. Take away Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. How many titles do you have, Magic? Go to go, go to Bill Russell. Take away Red Auerbach and take away like whoa, 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 whoa! No, 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 no. We don't, we don't go Bill in there. I was just gonna say, take away your PG. I don't know if you went eight in a row. I mean, you probably still <laughs> got like four or five, but you ain't winning eight straight. He still wins. He still wins though. He still wins, but you ain't winning eight straight, sir. Like. Like, nah, man. Like, that was the laziest thing I have seen in a long time. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought about you so bad. I was wondering, I, I knew there was something I wanted to talk to you about. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> you know I love you, brother. Here's all, here's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Cowherd's right. But I'm not sure you saw my tweet. All I said was, he does make a fair point. But just let hear me out before you react. The end of his statement was the mythology is just that. It's a myth. Now, granted, I, I, every point you just said, I agree with you are exactly right. I just think Cowherd was talking about the mythology, the mystique of Mike. You know, Mike's, Mike's aura is so huge. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's 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 other it's, it's unworldly. His mystique, and the way I took it when I saw what Cowherd was saying, is that I think that if you obviously take away Pip and Phil, which I mean it's somewhat unfair, but I I know what he was trying to say. Take away Pip and Phil, because obviously before they got there, he hadn't won yet. Okay. Throw in his you no know, stint with the Wizards, which, like I always tell you, it did happen. But like you said, none, none of us expected him to win anyway. You know, he wasn't really Mike by that time. Mm -hmm. The bottom line, I think, is at the end of the day, I think. Oh, excuse me. I just don't think the aura would be as great as it is, and as it is. That's all I think he was saying. I didn't take it as him calling to say he was a failure. I just think he was saying that 
if you take that away and look at what he's done outside of that, maybe his aura wouldn't be as great as it is. I didn't take it as him being a failure. I just don't think I don't think he's just saying that I don't think the legend would be as big as what it is. That's all, and that's why I just said and said like, okay, that's that's somewhat a fair point from what you. I know what he's trying to say because we can't take it away. Mm-hmm. I, we can't. But I mean, but the point that he was making, I was like, eh, I could see, I could, I could see why someone would feel that way. Doesn't that say that I agree? I'm just saying that once you explain it that way, I can say, okay, I can see why you would think that. Yeah, maybe the mystique, the aura of MJ wouldn't be this, you know, astronomical legend that it is. And maybe it wouldn't be. Okay. And that's fine. But the bottom line is that it is. That's all I took. I, I didn't necessarily take it as him being a failure. You know, because I mean, there have been a lot of, you know, in terms of his ownership of the Hornets, I mean, hell, we can say that about a lot of owners. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, but again, but that, that just speaks to the mystique of MJ, because if MJ wasn't who MJ was, who cares the fact that he owned the Hornets? Wouldn't nobody care? But no, but nobody care. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, and I'm saying that that's, that's why I think that's what he was talking about. He was talking about the aura and the mystique and legend of MJ. That he, this is how he's he's known, known and recognized and seen. But with these things that have transpired since his playing days. You know, with the ownership, yeah, the Wizards thing, and uh, I mean, if you want to, I, I think the the baseball mention was kind of cheap to me. The base, I think the baseball mention was kind of cheap, but whatever. You know, however, you want to look at. It. I mean, honestly, I never really thought much about the baseball thing. Yeah. The fact that he was able to walk from basketball and even play the way he did in baseball, having that playing since he was a kid, that's a win in my book. It's a win. That, that's a win to me. Okay, the fact that he decided not to go to the majors. Okay, he chose not. They said he would have made the majors, but he said he didn't want to go. You know, so I mean, like I said that. that I, think, I think that's all Kyle Herb was talking about. I think it's just like the the myth, the the legend of MJ wouldn't be as big as it was. You know, had it not been for the fact of, you know, with the uh, Scotty, the success he had with Scotty and Phil, obviously to be, you know coincided with the things that followed after his run as a Chicago Bull. I, said, I, I understood what you're trying to say. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I saw where it was coming from. That's all I was saying. All right. And I, before we wrap this up, I will say, we've seen Jordan without Pip and without Phil, and he still beat the Monstars with Doug, <laughs> Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny and Porky Pig as, as teammates. Like, yeah, we all saw it. And, and, and if we want to be real then, I mean, that's where Kyle Hurd wants to go. I was like, you know, a hey, real talk, MJ's Space Jam was better than LeBron's. By far. And the soundtrack was slapping. Like it was and, and, and and his shoes still sell better. By far. Don't nobody rock LeBron's like that. I I have never seen a pair of LeBron's in a while. Like I, I've seen Kobe's, I, I've seen Jordan's, but I haven't seen a single person like just, oh yeah, I'm rocking them them LeBron's. Nah. Plus, I'm- and this is just me adding to the conversation. Like I said, just like Calher created the conversation, this is just would be my two cents. Like, okay, I see your approach is coming from here, but I could take that and I can come from this direction right here. Because we really, if we, because if you want to take away Scotty and Phil <laughs> with MJ, well, if I take away D Wade and Chris Bosch, if I take away Kyrie Irving. 
if I take away Ty Lue, bottom line, I mean, there, there are a lot of exceptions I could make on the LeBron mm-hmm. side, too. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. And I mean, and, 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 and to be completely honest, I think it would be almost worse on the LeBron side than we ever said on the MJ side. But yeah. I think that's why, again, you had to look at the, you know, you had to throw in the, the baseball and the, the Wizards and all that other jazz. So like I said, again, it's, it was just one of those things. Like I said, it, just, it, it just speaks to his legend, man. I mean, MJ's just that huge. He is. I mean, it started in college, man. And then you got like the sick game and all these other, you know what I mean? The the myth of MJ is, I mean, we all, it's because we were there. We all saw it. Like LeBron doesn't have a sick game. You I mean, know this what man, mean? he has a movie coming out and it's about the shoes. It's just about the shoes. It's just about the shoes. A movie. I don't, I don't even know if Jordan, if, if there is an actor playing Michael Jordan in the movie. Like we haven't seen, we we saw the car. <laughs> we have we've seen his parents, but we haven't seen even like a, a glimpse of a bald man. That speaks how great you are. Your mom is being played by Viola Davis as a main, main character in this movie, right? Regarding getting the shoe line, the shoe line off the ground. Like I said again, I just think again, it's one of those things that you no, know, maybe like I said, I know, uh, you know the report came out that MJ is looking to sell the the Hornets, and like the you Hornets, said, I mean, yeah. he's gonna make a grip. Yes, what he sells, regardless. Now, his success as a general manager, I mean, obviously, it's not the greatest, but like I said, we can say that about a lot of general managers yeah. in the end. So, I mean, again, the only reason it matters is because it's Mike and they don't the Hornets. Don't know, ain't nobody expect him to win. I mean, yeah, that too, but I mean, like I said, but the fact it's Mike, and just like in the same you know, breath as we look at a Bill Russell, I mean, when you when we think about success. You know, especially in the NBA, I mean, there's only a few faces. Mm-hmm. And he, he's definitely right there. Uh, Russell, <laughs> and there's MJ. And obviously, you can throw in no Magic and Kareem and like that. And I have my reservation about throwing LeBron in there, but that's just me. That's because we all saw 2011. Like, I can't forget that. You can't you can't have a 2011 to be on the Mount Rushmore of, of, of success. Like, nah. I just, well, for me, it's just about you. You get too many passes, and I'm, it just bugs me to death. You can't have that many passes and be considered to be on the list. You can't move the goalpost that damn much, and you get to be put on the list. That's just me. God, I've never seen nobody get the goalpost from so much. It's <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. It's aggravating. Give, give him everything he wants. I, oh, I can't wait. Just give him everything he wants. That's all. <laughs> for another day. All right, well, drop, drop your socials. Yes, as always. On Twitter, you can follow me at the T H E M as in Mary C G as in Go O D as in David I V as in Victor A as the Victor Diamond. And I am at J Sug at J A Y S U G G. Also on the Twitter. And until the next time, we out. Pete Princeton. <laughs> <laughs>